What's up, fandom? My name is Josh, and I'm your host. Wow, I still haven't figured out how to actually start these episodes, like this new show. So, welcome everybody to What's Up, fandom. My name is Josh, and today I'm joined by two very special guests, uh, both writers and artists. I first am joined by Faith Aaron Hicks. Hey! Nice and, to be here. And Peter Wartman. How's it going? Uh, not bad. So, how's everybody doing? Now, um, if, if, Faith, if I remember correctly, are you in Canada? <laughs> yes, I am in the mysterious land of Canada. Um, I live on the West Coast. I'm in Vancouver. My husband is an animator, so we're out here because this, this is where all the animation studios are. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a nice city. Just wish it was a little cheaper. Oh, yeah, I hear you. I'm I'm Orange County, so it's... Uh, oh, okay. it's yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. If anything was cheaper... I. I just to kind of do a little bit of perspective, I I was from and I grew up in Oklahoma. When I left Oklahoma, my rent was it was a little studio, but it was a 550 square foot studio, $450 a month. Oh my gosh, the now, dream. Yeah, now I'm like I pay quadruple now <laughs> for something that's about the same size. Yeah, so I, yeah. I kind of messed up there. Um, what about you, Peter? Where, where, whereabouts are you located? Uh, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the rent's not too bad, but not $400. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a good place. It's, uh, kind of came here for the art school and cause I lived here anyway. So yeah. That's not bad. I mean, I mean, how I've never been to, I've never been to Min Minnesota. How is Minnesota? Is it nice and rainy? Uh, it's, Rainy, uh, can I mean it's a nice place. It's um, you know, but half of it's like very uh, kind of hilly, lots of like trees and lakes everywhere. The other half looks like North Dakota. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a great place. Uh, I'm a little biased, but yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, winters are are rough, but you know, you learn to love them. See, I I miss I miss you know winters and rain and stuff because i went from going from oklahoma to a place that only has a season um yeah. which which kind of sucks so like there was like the rainy season it rained for like maybe two weeks and it was like <laughs> it was like off and on rain and most of it was like a drizzle and i was like this is not rainy season californians you're crazy <laughs> i mean the, the nice thing about minnesota is you can go from like uh you know, negative 20 in the winter to like 110 in the summer. So you kind of get like every, every different kind of weather you can think of. Uh, I mean, is that nice? <laughs> yeah. Is that really nice though? I don't know. That seems very hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't happen. Like that happens like, you know, twice. Oh yeah, that's well, true. It's, it's the temperatures in between that are that are good. Yeah, before I lived in Vancouver, I lived in lived on the the east coast of Canada, in Nova Scotia. I lived in Halifax, and uh, Halifax had really brutal long winters. And then moving to Vancouver, it's like, it's it's almost like there there isn't really winter here. I mean, we have like a couple of weeks of snow maybe, and the temperature will drop down to like zero Celsius, um, but it doesn't get it doesn't get to be minus 20 and in the springtime you know we have flowers blooming in in like february so i don't know i went from you know this city that had incredibly horrible winters like the we've been here five years and our last winter in halifax 
oh my God, it just went on and went on and it would snow and rain and sleet and then everything would freeze and we were just like trapped indoors for like four months. And then my husband got the job out here and I was just like, let's go, screw this, (laughs) screw winter, let's go to the West Coast and enjoy some nicer weather. And it's nice here. I like it a lot. But again, just wish it was cheaper. I have have some friends that live in uh, Vancouver, um, some some actor friends. Yep, this is this is where the the acting industry is oh, as yeah, well. <laughs> definitely, uh, it's it's like it's like Vancouver and then Toronto and like those that's that's basically Canada. Yeah, yeah, like, pretty like much for, for like production <laughs> and everything. Um, but he says like it, it gets kind of like the way that Jesse described it was it's basically a swamp. Like, is it, it does it get muggy there a lot? I mean, I don't find it that bad, to be honest, but I, I grew up right outside of Toronto and there it gets really muggy. Oh, like, okay. I, I don't know. To be honest, like, I, I really like the weather in Vancouver um, compared to the other places I've lived. Gotcha. Uh, so how are you guys been, uh, you know, handling this uh, wonderful quarantining because I mean, I mean like, we've got we've got three different perspectives. Like I've got California, Peter's got yeah. Minnesota, and then Faith has, uh, you know, ideal democracy. So <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those like uh, the three different difference. Yeah, I mean, like doing comic work, my life hasn't changed all that much. You know, I'd be sitting in front of the computer drawing anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's been stressful. Uh, yeah, it is really strange because my day-to-day life hasn't changed that much. You know, I, I work from home, you know, I'm the same as Peter. I, I'm, I'm drawing a graphic novel now. Mm-hmm. And this year in particular, um, I'm drawing a, an original, a new original graphic novel for, for second books. Um, this publisher that I've, the, the, the graphic novel imprint of Macmillan. Um, and I've worked with them for many years, so I'm drawing my newest graphic novel for them. And this year, my goal was just basically to stay home and, and work. Um, so, you know, when, when all of this, the pandemic happened, it was like, well, not much has changed, except now I can't see my friends on the weekend. And, you know, we had this, my husband and I, we had this trip planned to Japan and that had to get canceled and everything. Yeah. Um, yep. I don't know. I mean, I... I'm I I'm kind of pessimistic when it comes to like Canada's <laughs> Canada's response to the pandemic and I'm like we should be doing more you know like more masks and that kind of thing and um sometimes it feels like people are taking it seriously I do feel like Vancouver in particular has been very lucky um we have an amazing uh health leader here named Bonnie Hen- Dr. Bonnie Henry who's been just amazing at uh managing the pandemic but you know, we we still we still have it. You know, we still have to deal with it. And yeah, like I went out on the weekend, and we were just walking by the waterfront. And it's like every time I see someone without a mask, it's just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, put it on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I feel like we're all gonna come out of this with like horrible PTSD. Oh, for sure. Oh, I mean, like I guess other other thing here is like you know the pandemic. We're doing pretty well in Minnesota, um, and then you know the city burned. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. Which, like, and, you know, I, I did the protests and stuff, too. I think that's super important. But it was just, like, another, uh, like, kind of everything this year has been so <laughs> One thing outside. after another. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
This year is cursed. That's yeah, that's the much. only way to frame it. Yeah, it's this <laughs> so year. It's, it's, it's a watch. Done. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I'm right with you, Aaron. Like I, there was there was a trip to Japan that was planned. Uh, oh no! There were there were there was a trip to Vancouver where I was going to go meet some studios and some friends. Uh, that got scrapped. There was an Austin trip that got scrapped and an Atlanta yeah. trip that got scrapped. So everything pretty much that I had on tap for this year just is gone. Um, yeah. And it, it really makes like, that was the reason that I moved out here. Cause like, yeah, we're going to move Like we'll, we'll go to studios and do all these cool things and meet people. And then hmm. we get out here, um, was here for about six months and then it was like no let's go ahead and shut everything down again <laughs> yeah uh no i yeah i feel i feel really badly for creators who have books out this year you know who oh, have yeah. comic yeah. big comics or you know big big projects out this year and then yeah like they can't tour they can't they you know all they can do is promote online basically because everything's shut down um so yeah i i mean yeah, there's nothing else to do, but I guess try and be respectful of others and take take this thing seriously and be responsible with our own health and the health of others. Yeah, sure. I mean, you guys had a like a pretty big book that came out uh, that you both worked on. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender in Balance, the big yeah. graphic novel yeah. finally came out. Um, and yeah, like it was like, I'm sure that that definitely would have been at, you know, different you know conventions and things like that different promos probably a signing or two around and just can't do that now which is definitely definitely a bummer yeah it's too bad but i mean dark horse doesn't do a ton of like in-person promotion like i, I think they had you out like to new york comic-con one year didn't they peter yeah they, they did yeah yeah um, that and... was the only yeah and so far yeah and then it's usually like, well, if you're traveling to a convention and they Dark Horse happens to be there, like, you know, they'll have a signing for you or things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I found that they're not super big on on in-person promotion. I don't think uh, Gene and Gary Herr did a ton either, other outside of like, you know, regularly, regularly attending uh, Comic-Con. But I, I assume they went there on their own rather than Dark Horse sending them. Um but yeah, I mean, hopefully people have been able to find the book. Like, that's the thing that has me nervous. It's like, are they able to actually, like, get it from bookstores? <laughs> yeah, I had to, uh, mine was a uh, a pre-order from Target from, like, I think when they, like, first announced it, back when Target didn't have, like, one of those, like, they didn't even have, like, a cover image for it yet. And it was oh, like, okay. pre-order it now and save, like, 20% <laughs> off. And I was like, okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, nice. I, and then it finally got here, and I was like, "Sweet, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was gonna be." <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, very big. Yeah, um, yeah my I'm like I have all the uh, library editions now because they sent me them all for like reference. So my my apartment looks like some kind of like super fans house. It's just libraries <laughs> full of uh, Avatar books. See, that's it's good awesome. though. That's that's that's, Dark that's, Horse. that's yeah. good life. Yeah, Dark Horse did. Uh, our editor, editor at Dark Horse, did email us to say that the first print run has sold out of the library edition. So people are finding yeah, it so and buying it. So it. that's yeah. yeah, someone is. So that's really positive and really exciting. Um, but yeah, it's it's just really cool to see this entire trilogy that we like both of us like busted our asses on. <laughs> um, you know, Absolutely. contained in yeah. this this one beautiful hardcover. Like I was definitely emotional when I when I got like my contributors company contributors copies in the mail 
Yeah. It's so big. It's yes, very it's big. so nice to have something so big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say I do like that there are a lot of uh, like notes in the margins in everything. Yeah. I thought that was really I thought that was really well done. Yeah, Thank you. They did with all the other uh, Avatar books, and I was really excited to have a chance to do director's commentary too. Always like that stuff. Yeah, I, so. I to be honest, like I I really enjoy it. Like I love hearing other creators talk about their work, but when it comes to like me talking about my work, I. I really get nervous to be honest about it. Like I'm always like, is this stupid that, you know, I feel this way because like I kind of, I mean, I, I feel like I, I did actually hold back a little bit, like when it came to like writing down the notes, because I don't know, like it, it felt kind of embarrassing to like, put my feelings right out there on the page because like, you know, I, I feel so strongly about avatar. Like I, I was I worked in animation for a few years and my experience there was was not great. Um, but you know, finding Avatar, it, it like allowed me to fall in love with animation again. And also, it was this this show that had so many female characters um, that resonated with me in, in, during a time when animation was so staunchly considered to be like for boys, um, something that was like deeply, deeply frustrating for many years. Um, and then to like get to create, especially get to create like female villains within the Avatar world, like that was so exciting to me. And I don't know, I'm I'm a little embarrassed about like my very strong feelings about it and just how like I don't know, I don't know. Just I I just get in get in my feelings. So I, I feel like I kind of held back a little bit when it came to the commentary, just because I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> Well, uh, well. Speaking about embarrassing yourself, so let's go. Let's go ahead and start with Faith. Um, Faith, oh, yay. Uh, if, if, just for some of our listeners who may not be familiar with a lot of your work, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so my name is Faith Erin Hicks, um, and that's the name I go by online. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under that name, and I also have a website, faithernhicks.com. Um, I've make, been making comics full time for a little over a decade, and I've had, oh my gosh. 14, 14 graphic novels published um, for a variety of publishers. My most popular or famous work is um, I did a graphic novel called Friends with Boys, which came out through First Second Books. Um, I did a graphic novel called um, The Adventures of Superhero Girl, which came out from Dark Horse. Uh, that actually won an Eisner for Best Kids Comic, shockingly enough. <laughs> um I drew the artwork of a graphic novel called Pumpkin Heads that was written by the best-selling author Rainbow Rowell. And I also did a fantasy trilogy called The Nameless City, which I wrote and drew. And the third book in that series also won an Eisner. Uh, is that it? Oh my gosh. I've made so many comics. <laughs> I can't even remember at this point. Um, but yeah, I've just, I've made a lot of graphic novels and I think most of them are still available. So you can just find me by typing my name into whatever. <laughs> Whatever search engine. Um, yeah, like I, I had read, I, I'm trying to remember where I read Pumpkin Heads. Um, I think, don't, everyone's going to come after me, but I may have actually read like all of Pumpkin Heads in a Barnes and Noble like, without <laughs> buying it. It was one of those, we How were there, you. we were there for so long and I was with other people Two people that were obsessed with books and were just like, I, they were searching for all kinds of things. 
Uh, and I was like, okay, well, I already know I'm going to buy this book. What's this? And it was over here on like one of their mini shelves. And I was like, oh, Pumpkinheads, I'll flip through this. And I ended up reading the entire thing. Uh, very cute story, by the way. Thank you. Well, I mean, Rainbow did the story, but hopefully the art was cute Very as well. cute art, by the way. Thank you. So you can see, yeah. You can see how I mean, like that's, there. that is the fun of that book, though. I mean, you can literally... Like that book in particular, you can just sit because it takes place over the span of a single night yeah, uh, yeah, in these characters' it's... lives. And you can just like sit down and read the entire thing in like 45 minutes. And yeah, okay, it took me eight months to draw, but you can literally read it that fast. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and what about you, Peter? Um, yeah, I haven't been doing that. I haven't done that many comics Uh so actually, I started doing comics full time, starting with Avatar in 2017. Is that right? Um, I can't remember how long uh, we've been working on this thing. Uh, but before that, I did a, a web comic called Stonebreaker, uh, which is sort of a YA fantasy, um, and that was published by Odd Odd Books in 2019. And yeah, so those are the two things I've really gotten out into the world so far. Nice, and we had originally scheduled you to do, like, for just you and I just to do an interview. Yeah. Um, and I was going, I had ordered Stonebreaker, and I was waiting for it to come, and then uh, it, for whatever reason, we were just like, you know what, let's have everybody together. So I have not gotten my copy of Stonebreaker yet. <laughs> that The big, yeah. huge omnibus. It's in the mail somewhere. It's somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I should yeah, check I, that track. I have a few very there. large books now, which is, which is nice, so... Yeah, I mean, um, um, so we're gonna we're gonna go here with uh, we'll start with Peter on this one. So, what were you? Uh, and th- this will give Faith a nice long time to think about it. Um, what were you? <laughs> what were you like as a kid, Peter? Like, what were what were you into growing up? Oh, I mean, I was like uh, reading a ton of books. You know, mostly fantasy stuff. Uh, very shy, kind of that introverted type. You know, the kind of person you think would be drawing comics, probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess my initial goal, actually, going to college was I wanted to do video games, like concept art. Um, mm-hmm. So I like world building. I like figuring out costumes and characters. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, something about comics and being able to tell a story, I realized was more interesting. Uh, so I fell into it. Um, and also, like, you can tell, like, an entire story yourself. You don't have to like, be part of a team if you're, like, doing a a web comic or something and that was appealing to me. Although I've enjoyed um, collaboration too, but yeah, uh, <laughs> going rambling all over the place. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's that's the that's the whole point. It's like the, yeah. what we try to do for for like when we ever do these type of interviews. It's like this is more just a chat. Though. So sure. like, you don't gotta feel, don't feel embarrassed. You know, don't feel anything. Don't feel anything. Don't feel at all. Just be hard as a rock inside. Yes, be a, be that yeah. robot that we were talking about earlier. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, just like, what, like you had mentioned, like you, you, you were reading a lot. Like, what were you reading? Oh, I mean, I mean, we stuff like Lord of the Rings or, uh, the Animorph books. Um, the, everybody reads fun. the Animorph books. Yeah, we're, I'm of that generation, you know, I think everyone who's kind of my age was into that. Uh, at least the cool kids were. I mean, yeah, like, I, I think I, or I, I know, I, I don't know what I say, I think, I know I ordered from, like, you remember those, like, scholastic, like, 
oh, what, what, what were they called? Like the little like flimsy pieces the of Yeah, the book orders oh, okay. and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, I got one of the Animorphs box set things where it came with, it was a big box and you get like each, like it felt like two weeks you got a new Animorphs book. Yeah, I had all those, man. Like, and they had the cool thing on the cover where like uh, on the spines where it was like a big mosaic on the spines. Man, Animorphs were the jam. That's pretty great. Um, and then they got really uh, depressing at the end. Yeah, it got exactly weird. Yeah. Want in a book like that. yeah, war is bad, kids. Um, yeah, I mean that's. So it's so kind of like more yeah. like that that high fantasy type of type of stuff. Sure, and a lot of like sci-fi too. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what I was reading back then. Uh, I don't know. I was reading all the time. Um, been playing lots of video games. Oh, <laughs> what did you play? Uh, it was mostly like real-time strategy things, like World of or um, Warcraft or Command and Conquer. Oh man, dude! <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I can I I can't tell you how many uh, hours I put into like Command and Conquer Red Alert Two. Like, yeah, yeah, that was my jam. Like, I we ended up having to buy a new computer for me. Uh, just so I could play Red Alert 2 because we had the family computer and it was just yeah. not good enough. Like, I was always on it and I was, like, bogging it down, so they had to buy me, my parents had to buy me a new computer just so I could play Red Alert Red Alert 2 in my room. Um, I guess the other one, and I don't know why I didn't bring this up, but uh, Homeworld, if you know what that is. Yes, Homeworld. Um, in terms of, like, you know, really cool spaceships, uh, one of these days I'll do a, a spaceship comic, but Yes, um, please. I need to. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like looking at all of your art and everything, it's like, yeah, you can do vehicles. Do vehicles quite well. I love doing vehicles. Yeah. I'm very jealous uh, of uh, Peter's vehicle skills. I would love to do a science fiction comic someday, and I just I don't like drawing machinery, so I don't think it's ever going to happen. You just got to think about machines as like being characters, right? They all have. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's They're too just, much work. Like, People, but they're boxes. Uh, people, but they're uh, boxes. That doesn't help at all. I've reached this stage in my comics career where it's like there are certain things that I am very comfortable with drawing, and I'm just sort of like, like I worked so tremendously hard over the past decade, like really like pushing myself and trying to trying to learn how to draw certain things. And I mean, comics is comics is just hard. Like drawing comics is just hard. And now I'm at a stage where I'm like. No, I think my next few books, I'm just going to draw things that are easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's smart. Yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. Yeah, so yeah. probably no science fiction on the horizon. But Peter, I I want to read your science fiction comic. I'm I'm so excited for it to happen someday. I have plans. Yeah. I'll I see mean, if they pan out. As long as, you know, are, are we going to have, like, space elves? I don't know about that. I don't know what's... I, I may, I may or may not have. By may not have, I mean I totally did. Um, we're playing a. Uh, it's it's like Pathfinder. It's uh, yeah. there's a there's a, a space version of it um, that we're uh, Starfinder, I believe it's called. Um, that we've been playing, and it's basically D and D in space. And I may or may not have used one of your char- like one of your designs for one of your characters as my actual avatar in the game. 
Well, I think that's the best uh, use of Space Elf can be put to, so. Yeah, like, I think it's the one, like, you did, it was, like, Space Elf, and, like, there was a, uh, like, there was a little, he had, like, a little robot companion. And oh, so yeah, yeah. I, I exactly. basically yeah, made yeah. my character a Space Elf engineer, so, and he has a little robot companion that goes around and scouts friend. for him. So I'm like, this is perfect. This is yeah, what I perfect. have, and that's perfect. my character. Yeah, I, I have no idea why I'm drawing all these Space Elves, but... You know, it's fun. So it's because that's what we need. That's what we need. Now. Yeah. We need Maybe space so. elves. In twenty twenty, more than more than anything, <laughs> exactly. we need space elves. Um, uh, what what about you, Faith? Uh, so sorry. Uh, what am I doing now? Or what? Oh, my, that, or, yeah, what, is, what were you like as a kid? Like, what were you? Oh, what were oh, you big my into? my my origin story. Um, yeah, like, were, yeah, were you, I mean, were I were you running around soon. in you know the east coast of uh, Canada? In that Nova well, Scotia up... area, like with your, you know, flashy, no, no. flashy syrup <laughs> shoes? I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I moved to Nova Scotia after college. So I, I actually grew up in uh, the greater Toronto area, um, suffering for, through their obscenely hot summers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was probably pretty similar to Peter. I was, I read a ton. Um, I was also into fantasy, but, uh, so my favorite authors were like Lloyd Alexander, who did the Chronicles of Prydain Mm -hmm. series, um, as well as just like dozens and dozens of other amazing fantasy novels. Uh, mostly for children. Quick. Is there a, uh, is there a graphic novel on Perdane? Because I mean, like we had like no, had, there isn't. We had no. a movie that was yeah. I still think is amazing. Um, but then I I think that would be a cool reboot. Like in some way, yes. Can, can and get, like, uh, it's novel? something. Well, it's something that I actually looked into. Um, because my my publisher Macmillan, who publishes the the Chronicles of Perdane series, like they initially looked into it for me. Um. Because like, okay, this is this is very self-centered, but um, I I want to do it. If there's a graphic novel version of adaptation of Chronicles of Perdain, like I absolutely want to do it because I'm just so possessive when it comes to this series. Like I love it so much. It was so formative for me as a kid, um, and the idea of someone else doing it. Ugh, I mean, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that like I'm the perfect one to draw it or something like that. Of course I'm not. But um, I, I did take steps to find out if the rights were available, and unfortunately they are not. Um, last I heard, Disney bought the movie rights, and um, I think they also have the graphic novel rights. Oh. And I don't know. You know Disney. They're probably going to like hang on to those forever. So. Well, it's one of those, no. like, how long can they have the rights, I mean, if they don't do anything with it? Because they made a movie and then never touched it ever again. No, this is more recently. Um, they, like, so they, they bought them? the rights. Yeah, they bought the rights a few years ago. Um, I think around the same time that they were making, I mean, hopefully I'm not, getting this completely wrong but I, I think they bought the rights about the same time that they were making a wrinkle in time so that was that was just a few years ago um oh. so at one point before that the rights were available um uh, but i was not available so when i became available my schedule was free i looked into it and unfortunately the rights are no longer available so i don't know i mean my publisher knows that it's some it's a project i'm interested in so maybe someday the rights will lapse and there's the possibility of me making a chronicles of Perdane comic but as of right now definitely not available unfortunately oh man disney they, yeah they, they want to keep not making elion way an actual princess even though she yeah. totally is 
Yeah, it's too bad. Like when I heard that they'd bought the rights, I was actually really excited because I, I love the idea of a live action adaptation mm-hmm. of that series because it's it's an amazing series. But um, I think maybe the underperformance of the Wrinkle in Time movie killed it. But I don't know. I mean, who knows? Hollywood moves in mysterious ways. For all yeah. we know, they're they're developing a Disney Plus series as we speak. Yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe that'll happen someday. Maybe, um, but yeah, and so it'll was... do, and and maybe they'll learn what they did from Artemis Fowl and do. Better. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, I don't so, know anything about okay. that series. It's, uh, it's okay. I worked at a bookstore, and so like I was in uh, back when Walden Books was a thing before they became oh, okay. orders. Um, I remember them. I was in charge of like the young adult area. So like that was the type of stuff I read. So I had to relay all the Percy Jacksons, all the uh, all the Artemis Fowls, all the Ranger Chronicles, like all these things so I could recommend them to people. And I read all the Artemis Fowls and I was like, wow, these are really good. And then when I found her Disney was going to do something, I was like, all right, I'll be interested. I watched 10 minutes of that movie and then I had to turn it off. It was yeah. it was hoof. It was I thing. mean, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I don't work in movies, but, you know, from, from what I have heard, it is an absolute miracle if a movie actually gets made. And for a movie to actually get made and be good, be this amazing work of art, that is even beyond a miracle. <laughs> so it, it just seems like there's there's so much money involved. There's so many things that can possibly go wrong. And then there's also so many fingers in that pie. So, I mean, it's it just seems like a very challenging format to tell stories through. That's actually one of the reasons that I, I really love comics. It's like one person can, you know, write and draw a graphic novel. And it's basically, it's your artistic vision down there on the page. And of course you're limited by your own, <laughs> I guess, shortcomings as an artist and writer, but it has the potential to be this very like pure artistic experience, like putting your own brain, your own feelings right down there on the page. Um, so yeah, I, uh, just to go back to my origin story, um, I started making comics when, um, I was in my late teens and I started doing web comics and this was back in the dark ages of the internet. Uh, I literally built my very first website back in 1999, um, and started my very first web comic back in 1999. And it was like, you know, like code websites and HTML or use like these like website, I don't know what they're even called, website builders, I guess, or like tools to kind of like put, like assemble a website. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't, you know, the process that we have nowadays. And then um, there was no social media. So you basically had to like find an audience for your webcomic using word of mouth. But one thing that was really kind of cool about those very early stages was the community was very, very small. um, And there was just very few people making webcomics. Like back then, there were no no professionals really making webcomics. So, you know, if you were a professional artist, putting your work online was seen as kind of, um, I don't know, like... uh, I don't want to say shameful, but it wasn't something that professional artists typically did. So, you know, here I was this like amateur artist with very, very uh, rudimentary drawing skills. And I was still able to build an audience with my webcomic. It was a comic called Demonology 101. And it was basically a ripoff of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, you know, teen girl goes to high school and has like high school problems. But then she's also like 
a chosen one and you know there's supernatural going on fall in love with a vampire no no okay, vampires. so you're okay no no but there were demons so you know that was my supernatural <laughs> my supernatural bent um so i finished the comic when i graduated from college back in graduated from animation college back in 2004 and when i finished it the comic was over 700 pages long <laughs> so that was my very first comic that i ever drew <laughs> you know and like like I do comics for kids, so sometimes I get invited to schools and you know talk to kids about making comics. And uh, you know the advice is always, we'll start small. You know, do like a five-page comic, and here I am. Hey, I did a 750-page comic for my my very first my very first comic outing. Um, but yeah, like I never thought I never thought this would be my job. Um, it's very still, you know years later, it's still astonishing to me that this is my job making comics. Um, I went to, as I mentioned, I went to college for animation. I thought I would work in the animation industry. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I did for about four years. Um, and then 2008 happened and the industry just like crashed and burned and couldn't find a job. Um, and, you know, the huge financial collapse happened. Um, and then, uh, but by then I was, I was starting to make like a little bit of money drawing comics. And I was like, well, I have, I've basically been contacted by first, second books. And they were like, hey, we have this script available for a graphic novel. Would you like to draw it? We will pay you this fairly small amount of money. And I was like, great. Uh, I this, this amount of money that they're going to pay me, I, I can live on that for like six months. I'm going to draw this book. Um, and then at the end of that six months, then I guess I'll hopefully be able to find new work in animation or go live in my parents' basement. And anyway, that was um, 12 years and 14 published graphic novels ago. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't end up going back to animation and not living in my parents' basement either. So I think I've done okay. Anyway, that's my origin story. Oh man. So, uh, so you, you mentioned, you know, stuff like Perdane and everything like that. Like, uh, so this mm -hmm. is also for, for Peter, uh, that was, you know, the you know, books and everything. Like, was there any like animation or like films or anything that you, that you guys kind of like drew inspiration from for your comics or anything like that? I mean, I'm, uh, I'm most, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm mostly ripping off Miyazaki, uh, in most cases. I mean, so, if you got to yeah, rip I mean, think, somebody off, I mean. Yeah. He's probably a good one. Um, actually, he, has a, he did a graphic novel um, or comic uh, or manga, whatever you want to say. Um, uh, or Nosco was originally a graphic novel, so that's been something that's been really influential. Um, I don't know. I, I could list, like, every movie he's done, and in some way it's been, you know, a big influence uh that and like Avatar, so. Um, I was, I was, I was super into movies um, as a teen, and uh, I feel like movies mostly influence myself. Movies and television. Um, I mentioned Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, yeah, I was a big Joss Whedon nerd and really into the stuff he created. Uh, <laughs> he has not been killing it lately. Um, <laughs> on the personal front. So I don't know, I'm, I'm certainly like struggling with that. All our faves are problematic, but anyway, going, you know, going back to what he initially created, it's like, yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer did absolutely inspire me to r start writing and drawing comics because I enjoyed that show so much. And I wanted, I wanted to read a comic that was like that show. And since there was nothing out there, I decided to make my own. Um, I was also super into Spielberg. Um, 
was such a Jurassic Park nerd. You know, I'd go to see like every movie that he ever made. Really enjoyed, like loved Indiana Jones. Um, I played a lot of video games when I was younger, but then once I started making comics and started going to college for animation, it was like, you just don't have time. Um, video games are just too time consuming, but now I'm actually getting back into them. So that's actually been really fun. It's like, I haven't played them regularly since like 2008 and then 2017 happened and Breath of the Wild came out and I sunk like 300 hours into that game and it was like, well, I'm back. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's a big that's a big jump from going like 2008 to yeah 2017. Yeah. Like the Xbox 360 just came out and oh, yeah. then boom, now you're on a Switch. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that was that's the thing. It's like I have a huge like a huge like generational gap in my video game knowledge because like I yeah. love the PS1 like the PS1 was my system I, I played so many games on that um, and then stopped playing games for like a decade because I don't know I had comics to draw and I just didn't have time for games and now yeah now it's like there's so much good stuff um, I know I'm super late to this game but I just started playing The Witcher 3 because I finally got a computer that can actually run it yeah, I've actually I went to think about grabbing that, um, but it looks like it's gonna take a lot of time. The Witcher, The Witcher Three. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fun so far, but yeah, I've heard I've heard it's like worse than Breath of the Wild, like even yeah. more hours. Well, yeah, but it's funny, like, like we are we are stuck inside all you know yeah. like all summer, so I gotta have something to do on the weekends. Yeah, actually, I remember I finished my work on the Imbalance books, and then I basically just played. Breath of the Wild uh, oh, for yeah. the next like month. Yeah, that's my favorite a, thing. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. Then with thing the to comic, do. it's time just to run around this like nice landscape and solve puzzles. Yeah, that's the best part after making a graphic novel. It's like I I like to if it's possible if my schedule allows um, I like to take like a month off and just let my body recover because no matter how much time you have to draw this graphic novel, like the last two months of a book it's always going to be some mad dash to the finish line um so yeah i like to take like a month off and just play video games and watch movies and do absolutely nothing <laughs> it's such a good feeling <laughs> oh man yeah like uh for me like we did a lot of shooters and everything growing up because i mean like halo because that was what we did in high school oh um, yeah and so like we would just do that like every friday saturday and sunday that was basically what we did um and then I don't know, like, I just kind of, like, dropped off, and, yeah, it just turned into, like, I, I'm not gonna get, like, really big invested in games, and then it was like, okay, assa more Assassin's Creed's come out, and they're like, I'll just, I'll just play it for a little bit, and then you look up, and you've got, like, 250 hours in it, and you're like, I, yeah, I, I understand, <laughs> I made mistakes. Could have spent all that time drawing comics. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, I, I love the potential games have for storytelling. Like that to me is something that is very, very attractive about the medium. Um, and it feels like games have really, I don't know, they've just, they've really matured in terms of their storytelling recently or not recently, maybe, you know, just over the past, over the past decade while I've been away. Um, so it's been really fun to, I guess, pick up these, these older games I like the Witcher. Um, or get the chance to experience Breath of the Wild in real time. Oh, that game is so good. I, Breath of the Wild is so just good. everything I want. Uh, is, there, is there a series or genre that you guys haven't worked on yet that you would be interested in working on? 
Like, I know, Faith, you did mention Jurassic Park. And it would be amazing if we could get a Jurassic Park cool graphic novel. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like that franchise went off the rails after the first movie. So uh, now that now oh, I'm the, thinking the, about the it, first though. world movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, like I thought two and three were fine for what they were, but um, the, 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 sorry, I meant uh, two and three Jurassic park, two and three, like they're fine for what they are, which is just basically like dinosaur spectacle. Um, but I feel like only the first one had good characters, a really interesting theme, and, you know, was a really good movie. And then I, I do not care for um, the Jurassic World franchise at all. Like, I know it's really popular, but it's that's, it doesn't work for me. I like the first one, but that second one just put such a sour <laughs> taste in my mouth that I'm like, yeah, the third one's coming. I'm like, you've, you're bringing uh, back... Like, you're bringing back Laura Dern and Sam Neill for this one, and I'm like, I'm not sure it's going to help. Like, no, I love both no, of them, I don't think, but I don't think yeah. it's going to help. I mean, I, I just feel like that franchise, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think that the type of storytelling that was possible when the original came out is possible now. Um, I feel like, like what, I, I don't know. I, I have feelings about it, but I, I just don't feel like that, returning to that franchise is is necessarily good for it um i feel like it needs to be left alone yeah i you know like i mentioned science fiction i'd i'd love to do like space horror um i'm not someone that actually like i don't know it's very weird it's like i am someone that gets scared very very easily so i i don't actually like horror as a genre but some of my favorite things are horror like i love the alien franchise like all of it. Mm -hmm. I just, I love all of it. <laughs> Even the bad movies. Like, <laughs> I've seen Alien like Covenant every, everything like five but, times. So the bad yeah. Alien movies, so everything after two. Like, yeah, like that's <laughs> the crazy the crazy thing. It's like Alien is one of these franchises where there are two movies in the series that are stone cold classics. And I I adore them. Like they're they're amazing. And every other movie has not been as good. And then there's like a trashy part of the franchise as well, which is like Prometheus and Alien Covenant and Alien versus Predator. And it's like, those aren't good movies, you know, and, and it's not a, a good take on that franchise, but I love them. You know? <laughs> like Alien Covenant, like I saw that in the theater and I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. It's so bad. Like like Ridley Scott is not interested in this world at all. He just wants to make the, to make the David Fassbender androids kiss. And it's just amazing. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, I really, really enjoy that franchise and I, yeah, like I'd love to do space horror someday, but the reality is, you know, my career is pretty established in, in a certain genre. Um, and I am really happy working, working in those genres. Uh, so who knows? I, I don't think it's going to be possible for me, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe in maybe when I'm like 80 or something, I'll do a space horror comic. I mean, you can always, you know, pin name it. It's like something that's yeah, like off of Faith Aaron Hicks, like, I don't know, non-belief Aaron Hux, something <laughs> like that. That would be a good one. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, I would love to do... 
like more than one comic at a time. Like, but the difficulty is always that, you, you know, and you look at, at certain prose writers and of course not everyone is, not every writer is like this, but um, there's writers or even comic book writers are like this, you know, where it's like some people can write like four comics at a time and some authors can write like four books during a year. Um, but the reality is drawing is just really time consuming. So uh, I can't, yeah, like I just can't sit down and do more than one book a year. I don't, I don't think that's like physically possible. I mean, yeah, I, I, I try to, um, I try to keep Stonebreaker going through the Avatar thing. That lasted like a week, and I realized no, you can only have one comic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What about you, Peter? Is there like what What do you want? Really want to? What do you want to do? Like, hey, I'm gonna give you like carte blanche to do whatever you want. So like, if there's a series, like if you want to do, you know, aliens or anything like that, like I'll let you take mm-hmm. on whatever you want to take on. Uh, is there a series or anything that you want to do? I mean, if it was a franchise, like doing something in aliens, that would actually be awesome. Uh, Mad Max would be great too. Mm-hmm. Like I think Fury Road is one of my favorite movies. Um, I don't know, like how a how comic would work in that world, but like all those like weird. Uh, Weird cars with like spikes on them and people in funny suits. Like, yeah, that would be really fun to to play with. Um, I mean, like if I was just gonna do my my own thing, like I've, like I'd love to do just a big sci-fi space epic, and hopefully I can I can make that happen. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I believe. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like. I believe in you. <laughs> it would be super cool to have it's, a sci-fi space because I mean that's that's something that we don't space and sci-fi is something that I f- I feel like you know in the you know in the seventies and eighties super duper yeah. popular now like as we're in like the twenty twenties it's become less popular. Yeah, I mean I, I think there's actually like some of the best sci-fi shows uh, or show I'm thinking of the uh, the Expanse yes. like it's maybe one of the best you know space sci-fi shows I've seen. Um, so I'm hoping there's like a, a little bit of a renaissance. Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll see, but yeah, like, and, I mean, certainly CBS is trying with, you know, all the Star Treks, but their problem yeah. is they're giving us all the Star Treks, which kind of feels like it's just too much. Cause I mean, like as a Star Trek fan, uh, yeah. it was like there was Star Trek and then one ended and then maybe a little bit later, another one would start. We never had like three Star Trek shows going simultaneously. Like there was no concurrently, yeah. you know, Star Trek was like boom, boom, boom from three different perspectives in three different timelines. Like that was just unheard of, and that's what we're getting now. So it's just weird. Yeah, I honestly don't find them like super compelling. The ones I've seen, like I don't know. I think Deep Space Nine is kind of the only star trek i need anymore so yeah i feel like good there i mean i i grew up loving next generation so much like just so passionately loving it and i still do you know i I feel like when it when you watch one of the really great episodes like uh the inner light or uh the defector it's like uh, the most toys i really like that one um it's such a good show. Like it's, it's just, it's amazing. And you care about it so much. I do feel like deep space nine is a, is a better show though. Like 
I've rewatched it a bunch of times and, you know, it goes so deep with the characters and so deep mm-hmm. with the world building in a time when television, when that was like really unusual for television. Um, and I, you know, like I know that, uh, the, the showrunners, uh, Arabar, he had like huge fights with the network about it and that kind of thing, but was able to like stick to his guns and actually make this, you know, really serialized show science fiction show at a time when that was not what you did, you know, like that was, especially when it came to Star Trek, because like Next Generation was considered to be, um, I guess, the the gold standard for for that franchise. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I watched Discovery. Um, I feel like there's a lot of good intentions behind it. And on paper, it works really well. But I don't know. It's It doesn't quite click for me either. I'm interested to see uh, the animated show, though, yeah, Lower same. Decks. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like... What they've been doing with Star Trek, I mean, since CBS now took over everything, mm-hmm. uh, that's, I feel, where they're moving their Star Trek in a completely different direction instead of, you know, what we used to have, like with, you know, TOS and even Voyager and I'll throw Enterprise mm-hmm. in there, that at least those first three seasons. Like, where we had... Like... Oh, I like the fourth season of Enterprise. Really? <laughs> Yeah, oh, I did not like the first three it's, seasons. Oh, so, really isn't like when they go back in time and there's like Nazis, or is that the third? I can't remember. Isn't isn't the fourth season when they're? Uh, uh, that's when we get more of like the. Uh, shoot, what was it like? The mirror universe, isn't that the fourth season? Yes. Yeah. There okay. was a, there was a mirror universe. One thing I liked about the fourth season was that they basically told like little mini mini stories with like two or three episodes and they would have arcs within them. Um, like uh, uh, Brent Spiner came back and played an earlier version of uh, Dr. Soong and like dealing with, I don't know. I, I, it, I felt like it connected pretty well with the original series and played more off of the original series rather than um, what the first three seasons but were doing. But I don't, I don't know. I'm just Zindy. kidding. The Zindi there were terrible. Like I tried to go back and rewatch it, and, and their little, their weird like Alex Mack puddle things that they were doing was, it it doesn't hold up very well. I do not remember that, unfortunately. I, so to be honest, I have not. Uh, I hadn't watched all of Enterprise until recently, and then I just went through the series once. So um, I honestly can't remember that much about. <laughs> to be honest but I, I do remember really liking season four except for that one weird episode with like i guess they're the who are they like the orion green women and and then it turns out that like you know like they're they're scantily clad and they're supposed to be like oppressed by the male members of their society and then it's re- the twist is revealed at the end of the episode that oh no so it's actually the women who are in control you know and, and it's actually the men who are oppressed and it was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that episode was was some hot nonsense that sounds but, like an uh, episode of star yeah. trek enterprise <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that show uh but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens yeah I, um, I've, I've got faith in this animated series like it's it would be nice for them to not take you know star trek seriously yeah <laughs> like i like that idea like i like the idea of basically following the lives of people who are I don't know the, the peons yeah, of the ship. Yeah, like, just like the poor ensigns that don't do anything. Yeah, the, yeah. The, there's so much like goofy, weird stuff that happens in Star Trek all the time. You know, like yeah. already that. 
Yeah. Who are the poor people who have to clean up after? Uh, <laughs> oh, whenever, whenever Riker has holodeck time. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that was a thing. And it was made. Uh, it was animated here in Vancouver. So that's awesome. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Oh man. Uh, so uh, you guys have uh, Avatar: The Last Vin uh, at, at Last Vendor. She she vends things now. <laughs> uh, there's Katara and the Pirate Silver, which comes out in October. Correct. Yeah. That's the next thing that you guys are 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 both working on. That's coming out soon. Yep. Um, there will be an announcement about a new book that uh, Dark Horse, I just asked Dark Horse about it last week, and they said that there will hopefully be an announcement later this month. Um, so there will, yeah, there'll be, there's new stuff coming. Um, we've been done the Katara and the Pirate Silver. We've been done that one for a little while, right, Peter? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to, a couple months, I guess. Yeah, that one's been done for a while. So we've we've moved on to to newer stuff, but unfortunately, it has not not yet been announced. But hopefully soon. There is a, I believe there's, I know there's an Avatar panel for Comic Con this week, and then I think Dark Horse has a panel. I'm not a hundred percent. There there's like a thousand online panels this year. Oh yeah, like yeah, my I was goodness. on. Yeah, I was on the Avatar panel, not the Dark Horse panel. So it was me and Jane and Mike um, and uh, shoot, Christian Yi, who does the Rise of Kiyoshi um, novels. Oh, nice. So we were just we were just talking about, you know, Avatar. Like you do. Um, yeah. Like you do. Yeah. Uh, is, is there anything else coming out that you guys are working on that you're allowed to share with us? Uh, I don't think so. Um, it will be cool, though. <laughs> I know, like, that's the thing with comics. It's like, you know, things things get announced, like, after you're finished doing them. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I guess... Here's this, this, this old thing I did. Yeah, 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 this thing I did I did a while ago that I've, I've completely forgotten about and moved on to new things. Um so I guess the only thing, I have an original graphic novel that I'm working on now that also has not been announced, um, but it should be announced soon, hopefully. But it's a uh, contemporary fiction. Uh, it's about girls and horses. That was actually another huge part of my childhood growing up. I was a horse girl. I rode horses for years and years. Um, so it's a little bit inspired by my experiences living at the stables and mucking out stalls and riding horses and being friends with uh, the other girls and one boy who rode there. <laughs> the other girls and the one boy. Yeah, well, that's that's the way it was. His at name the was Luke. It's kind of funny. Um. So that one is slated for publication in 2022. Uh, should be finished next year, nice. um, early next year. But yeah, hopefully, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, society will be somewhat no <laughs> back to normal by 2022. But we don't know at this point. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's a big question. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, guys, thank thank you both for uh, coming coming on and uh, chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. This was really fun. Oh, no uh, problem. Uh, I was. And it was great to great to chat with you a bit, Peter, and here's what's going yeah. on with your life. <laughs> uh, Same. I I usually ask, you know, uh, 
for everybody's you know social media and everything but faith at the very beginning of this was like i'm just gonna go ahead and give uh, all yeah. mine so uh, uh we're gonna start sorry. with peter this time <laughs> so peter where can everybody find you and your work social media wise uh i'm on twitter probably too much at uh at peter underscore wartman um instagram is peter wartman all one word um my website's peterwartman.com so kind of a consistent theme there it's very, very, very nice that you got everything, everything there. Um, I guess I faith, you know, just in case people weren't listening. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm just so used to like immediately diving into the plugging, you know, plugging the social media. They've got me trained. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just Faith Aaron Hicks pretty, on Instagram and Twitter and uh, faithaaronhicks.com. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me online. Nice. And we'll put uh, everybody's socials and websites in the show notes. All you have to do is just click on that bio and click on them and it'll take you right there. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at What's Up Pod. I'm sorry, What Up Pod. It's new. <laughs> uh, you can find us at What Up Pod. Um, all of our episodes are available iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and on our website. Um, guys, again, thank you so much for coming. I, I really do appreciate this. This is, this is quite a lot of fun. No problem. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks a lot. No problem. And maybe next time we'll actually talk about Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I feel like we spent more time talking about the weather than Avatar. <laughs> hey, well, the weather is Minnesota on the on the call, and that's where things go. There's no weather benders <laughs> yet, so maybe, maybe. Well, I guess I can. I guess you can kind of control weather. How is that work? Sure. There's, there's, I mean, air. I guess the avatar can control weather. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, that's cheating, but you know, whatever. Uh, we'll put that into our next book, Weatherbenders. Yes, Weatherbenders. Perfect. Like, that's what we need. But they all have to wear like really outlandish ties and suits, so they can be like weathermen. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> I reject that suggestion. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, uh, so for What's Up Fandom, my name is Josh. I'm, I'm Faith. I'm Peter. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I didn't pick up on what was going on. I'm Peter. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's better, you know, when we can actually see each other because then I can be like, ah, but, you know, oh, audio okay. wise, right. it doesn't work. So, right. uh, Peter, do you want to go first? I, I'm Peter. And I'm Faith. Yeah. Hey. Bye, everybody. We did it. Bye-bye.